Geeklings, what is going on? Welcome to episode two of the I Am Geek podcast. I am your host, Kevin Carey, and as always, I'm joined by my sister from the same mister, Jennifer Fallow. Hey, you cool cats and kittens. What's going on? Well done. (laughs) Not to be forgotten, my brother-in-law, your husband, in a room far away from you, Paul Fallow. You know. (laughs) Wow, I was just just brief. (laughs) So so to kick this things off, I wanted to ask you guys a question. Uh Did that bitch Carol Baskins kill her husband? Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, No question. Kind of, she says it like three different times that you need to put like sardine oil on a human in order to feed them to a tiger. It's a very specific thing to know. Mm-hmm. Now, so for those of you who don't remember, uh, last episode, uh, Jen and Paul were still trying to figure out how to watch Tiger King as their dog Brody uh, was losing his mind anytime he saw a tiger. So what was the workaround to that, guys? We just had to push through. We just watched it. Does he tire himself out after a while? Yeah. After a while, it's just one tiger after another, and he just lays down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, eventually, like, we started the first one, he was in a pretty dead sleep, and then, uh, uh, after that, he just kind of was just like, eh, you know, every <laughs> once in a while you get a little, little, you know, growl, but nothing that, uh, you know, nothing really took uh took hold by any chance so we were able to uh to bang it out pretty quickly you've seen one tiger you've seen them all like correct i had no idea how big this tiger training community really was oh it's now how you guys finished oh yeah we oh, finished yeah. last week okay okay so there uh, allison told me there is a, a podcast that it was based off of that kind of goes into a little more depth uh you actually they go into the whole how Joe Exotic isn't really singing his songs, which I felt was fairly evident. That disappoints me. <laughs> well, the, the one I don't. That really so disappoints was, me. Do you think he was lip syncing at uh, his husband's funeral? And I, I spoiler alert, all over the place too. By oh, the way. <laughs> you know, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. No, think I don't of that. think so. It looked pretty real because he was talking in the mic as he was singing. Yeah, I forgot about that. I don't know. I do know that. Uh, what was the name of that one song? The uh, the diss track, "Here Kitty Kitty." Yeah, oh, yeah, here Kitty yeah. Kitty. Yeah. yeah, that is right up there with some of the best diss tracks I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, that's the country hit him up. There's no question about it. <laughs> I mean, you just you felt. I don't know why he was dressed like a priest for the video, uh, but it worked. I, somehow it worked. I would say that was probably the least uh, thing that I was wor- wondering about with that video, but, you know, to each his own, there's lots of questions to be had. I've been, I've been meaning to bring this up, and I've talked to, to Allison about it. The, the, the mindset to make the choice to have not one, but three bullet hole tattoos on your torso, but with blood coming out, is a very specific human being. Here, I mean, I think... He has proven to be a very special human being throughout the entire series. Now, I kind of felt, like, bad for him at some points, even though, like, he really wasn't that great of a person. Oh, no, he's a, he's a pretty terrible human being. I, I think that's fair. Uh, yeah, there's I, nobody... Sorry, ahead, there's no, nobody to, to, to necessarily root for, but of the... Of all of the 
uh, tiger uh, kings and queens and however they want to call themselves, he's probably the actually the the best person. Yeah, out that of doc, all of them. that Doc Brown guy, whatever his name is, slash Eugene. Um, my man's crazy. I'm sorry. Did you say slash Eugene, as in yeah. like Eugene from The Walking Dead? He looks just like him, just with blonde hair. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what they base that character off of. Yes. So, so, so that that is that's true. I Jen put said that in real time too. That she's like, do you think this is how, where Eugene got his character from? Uh, but. Uh, yeah, to, to to rehash, that was Jen saying that he was a crossbreed of Doc Brown from Back to the Future and Eugene from The Walking Dead. Just so we're clear. I know, but what's his actual name? It was Doc something. What is it? Oh, it Anton. was Anton. Yes, Anton. Yeah. There are pictures of Doc Anton. He spells at, uh, it out. He was at the VMAs with uh, Britney, Britney Spears. Right. His his uh, snake and his tiger, right? Yeah, something like that. No. Oh, so was that that slave for you one? I mean, like, yeah. yeah, the guy's been around forever. Uh, can we circle back to Carol Baskin really quickly? Is anybody else concerned for her new husband? Because he looks terrified. No, my man is all in. Do you see that wedding picture where she had him on a leash? Uh, is a he literal all in, leash. or is this something that he knows he can't get out of and doesn't want to get fed to a tiger? I don't no, know. It no, looked no. like some really freaky deaky cosplay stuff. I'm I'm going with Kevin on that one. That guy enjoys getting beat down. Like I mean, it's, this is like it is it is part of his kink. The whole just just the whole thing of him being like sitting next to her, like, and she's like, I'm you know, she's like, you're gonna get whipped, little boy, or whatever it's gonna be. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's I'm probably upset. the light part of it. I'm upset. You know, they both face paint tiger, and they just. Throw like a piece of meat on the bed. No, no. I think Carol, Car- Carol's more the tiger, and he's probably like a. You he's know, the like piece a, of a meat. Zebra. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That yeah, sounds there's, terrible. There's, there is a lot wrong with that lady. I mean, there is, there is not. I mean, and maybe she kind of did the producers in the wrong way or, or, or the director. I don't know. but She feels that she was duped. She feels they, like, like in the she wasn't presented correctly. Yeah, she feels yeah, like she see. wasn't presented correctly. How would they she like to be presented as a sane person? Because that's not real. Like, I you're mean, crazy. Like, her eyes I are mean, crazy. There, there's not a... There, yeah, they, they didn't put any type of... There's not even a, a shred of a redeeming quality when it comes to her. No. Yeah, I wasn't... Uh, I mean, like you said, not, not many people on the show are very uh, redeemable. But, I mean, so, you know, a lot of times with the way things kind of get swept up into the moment, did you guys feel like Tiger King lived up to the hype? No. No? No. By the end of it, I was like, what the frick did we just watch for four days? <laughs> like, I invested four days of my life. <laughs> right. So you, but I mean, that means you were invested. Doesn't that mean it lives yeah. to the hype? I guess. I mean, towards the end, I was like, I, I mean, in the beginning, I was like, what the F is going on? By the end, I was like, what's happening? Like, I I, I didn't know. <laughs> I don't even think they knew. Like, I, think, you know, I think that's a fair assessment I, that they don't even know what was happening. I, I don't know how else to describe it. It was just so bizarre. 
the one thing is that, that where they certainly didn't stick a landing um, was you know at the end when they were trying to make the point about the uh, you know about the tigers, like what what the whole thing was supposed to be about. They certainly didn't stick that landing um, to you know the biggest point of why they were doing all of this. My right. my bigger point, and the one that I'm like, man this is really messed up and could be why we're in such a state that we are in (laughs) right now. Um, Can we go back to the fact that that in uh, 2017 or 18, no, not the the presidential, but the the gubernatorial (laughs) race, he got 19% of the vote in Oklahoma? People love tigers. I mean, this is why I think it's amazing. I think it's awesome. I think this is why we're in the the shit that we're in right now. I mean, people are fucking dumb. Sorry. He, I think he would he would probably get a a healthy chunk of voting if he ran for president right now. Oh yeah, that's so scary. I know it's terrifying. Yeah, crazy. Uh, I want. I'm going to throw another layer before we we switch subjects. Uh, just one more thing that makes this documentary completely surreal. Uh, Allison had sent me an article. You know the the fire where we lose the four alligators. Yeah. Yeah. You know who those alligators belong to? The doc guy. Michael Jackson. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. So just that makes sense. Was this before? <laughs> was the fire before or after he was murdered? Uh want to say before he died huh who was murdered you was said yeah, I was gonna say, Michael was Jackson. Yeah. wasn't he no wasn't he no he was he had a, a addiction to fentanyl and the doctor kept prescribing it to him but it's I would say that's more murder I do declare there's been a murder here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So how's uh how's everybody's quarantine been going this week? Okay. Yeah, I I gotta be honest. I Jen's hit... not quarantined. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's right. Jen's Jen's been working. Yeah. Me and Paul are working for home. I'm gonna be honest. I hit a wall this week. Uh, kind of just Monday. I was all right. Tuesday, I was cracking. Thursday, Friday, it was over. I was just like, man, I am. Uh, I don't know. I got like an. I've, I've been working at home for three weeks and just. It started to crack a little bit this week. I'm doing better today. But... See now, I thought you'd be kind of built for this. I mean, you guys are you guys are newlyweds, um, and uh, you know you like watching TV and binge watching shows and whatnot, and uh, you know you can get out to to walk a little bit. Obviously, the the couple of days of rain. Uh, certainly didn't help, but I, I, I felt I, you you would have a better uh, grasp on on this whole thing. I think yeah, that's what after, it was. But after a while, though, it start it starts to get to you. Yeah, it's like it's not like me and Allison are looking at each other like we want to stab each other. We actually got like a really good thing going. It was just like you said, the couple of days of rain being cooped up inside. I couldn't go outside and exercise. Uh, work is dribs and drabs. Like there are days that are really busy and there are days that are really slow. So that kind of inconsistency kind of was driving me a little mad. But there was one thing this week that really pulled me through, and uh, I think Ooh. you guys know where I'm going. Community arrived on Netflix this week, and you would have thought I had never seen the series before with the levels of excitement that I had for this release. 
I am so happy that Community is on Netflix. I actually, uh, I hadn't watched it in a little bit because I it was more of a lazy factor. I didn't want to get up and switch the DVDs. And now I don't have to. They're how there. Many, how many times have you watched the series? Uh, I've lost count on how many times I've watched seasons one through three. It's a lot. Uh, okay. Seasons four uh, is probably about three times. Five is probably like in the three to four area. And uh, I've only watched season six once. So I'm really excited to, to get back to that. I think this is our first rewatch, or at least mine anyway. It's hysterical. I forgot how funny this show really was. <laughs> uh, it's like coming home for me. It's like as soon as it started up. Like the DVD, uh, the pilot episode, they actually have kind of like a, an extended cut. It's only like five to ten minutes uh, longer, but uh, the Netflix episode is, is not the extended cut. And I was missing some of the jokes. I was like, wait, there's supposed to be a joke here. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this week has been awesome. I've, I've been talking to a couple of, uh, you know, a bunch of people online, uh, a bunch of community-themed podcasts. Uh, there's one, uh, six seasons in a podcast, and they've been hosting some Netflix parties that I've been jumping in on this week, watching individual episodes, and everyone's just kind of talking back and forth. And it's just, it's, I'm really excited to be back into the, the community fandom again and seeing it introduced to such a broad audience when everybody's locked at home. Like, this is a show I feel deserves the recognition it probably didn't really get while it was on NBC, and now this is an opportunity for it. Now something interesting is that you 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 talked about how the within the uh, promotion and and you know people jumping into it that it's on Netflix. I mean it's been on Hulu forever, so you know it, it's it's kind of it kind of I guess speaks a little bit more to the power of Netflix. Yeah, I would uh, agree. I think there's I think Netflix holds a little more weight. Plus, like Hulu, like I, I've I've done a couple of Hulu subscriptions. I, I've never really done it without the commercials, you know, for for price reasons. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so like, there's nothing worse than just like you know getting into something and then like getting two commercials through it. So I, I prefer the Netflix, the one after the other, uh, commercial free, just like the show's supposed to be. I mean, it certainly has made a uh, uh, a dent into how how far we could get into um this first season and uh here's the other thing that i would say that they are a little ahead of its time or maybe just not not presented into the right spot um you know being an nbc show and whatnot because just first off it's just like no one in their right mind would allow a show anymore you know certainly after the writer's strike to have 20 26 episodes, right? Uh, it's like 22. It's the full season pickup for the first two seasons. I think the first season was 26 because we finished it last night. No, we're not done yet. Are you sure? I'm positive about this one. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're, we're 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 in the we're we're at 19 or 20 right now. Uh-huh. Um, and one of the things is that I could see within that you know within that you know the binging part of it is. Uh, it obviously moves faster, but it's just like, okay, if this was done in a drop type of scenario, they wouldn't have had to have done uh, as many episodes as it is. And it's a tribute to how much 
comedy they can get through having to slog through so many episodes. Yeah, it's it's interesting too because like you know it was back in the day where you know these sitcoms were getting like the twenty two season pickups. The yeah. the later seasons uh, were less episodes because NBC was never really sure what they were going to do with the show, uh, so we got less and less episodes each pickup. Uh, but it actually works in its favor. The other oh, thing no, about no. the show that I, I that I, I'm sorry that I find uh, interesting. I mean, a lot of our shows that we've rewatched, um, the content is something that you could not get away with today. Uh, no, not to, I mean a lot of Pierce needs to be, be, be changed for a today's audience. Surely, as well though, too. Uh, Shirley changes as the se- as the show goes on. That first season, she is, she kind of like totes that line, but they they find a different avenue for her. Yeah, but they 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 address it. They address Shirley or th- that mindset within the, the the Christmas episode, right? Um, and you know, and and the way they played with a lot of those things. Yes, I guess in today's environment, you you can't get away with it. But it would be interesting. Obviously, Pierce would be the the biggest sticking point. He probably couldn't get away with his particular stuff. But everybody else's little ticks and and where they where they kind of joked around and played with race and and you know the little slight jabs of oh well this is a diverse group and and (laughs) and things of that nature uh, really do play well with with what was today's environment. I mean, after this, who knows? Like, I mean, really, I think the morality police uh, hopefully will will have quieted down after, you know, the unprecedented things we're going through now. Yeah. Um, I just, episode we ended up watching last night and I thought was kind of funny, but the cameos in that specific episode, I don't remember which one it was, but Jack Black and... Um, Owen Wilson. Uh, Owen Wilson, Wilson. just like yeah. show up. <laughs> See, one of the, the things I do miss about the DVDs is each disc contained uh, outtakes for that collection of episodes. And if you get a chance to go on YouTube and check out the Jack Black uh, outtakes from Community, they are hysterical. They're also unedited, so like they're just letting each other rip. I um, On I Am Geek, uh, the website, which you can find at imgeek32.org, uh, I did my top ten... Uh, community episodes this week, and it got uh, retweeted by Shirley herself, Yvette That's Brown awesome. Nicole. So it was a good week for me. All That's right. pretty so, awesome. So got Ken, you got a bet. So you oh, and Dan team. Harmon liked something of mine on Instagram. So it was a, it was a very community themed week for me. Didn't was, you meet him at some type of um, con that we had gone to, or you and Allison had gone to? Yes, we went to. Uh, uh, in Nassau County, they did this thing called Aviation Com or something along those lines. And Dan Harmon was going to be there, and he was doing an episode of his podcast. So we got there. It was a very small con. Uh, we probably got there way too early, uh, and we got online for the you know to meet Dan Harmon. I was actually next to a guy who is dressed up as a sexy Dracula Troy, <laughs> <laughs> and I took a picture with him, and it was it was just a really great moment for me. Uh, but Harmon ended up being like three to four hours late. Uh, which really was a test to uh, my relationship at the time. Before yes. we, we weren't engaged, uh, we were at this small convention center, and we kind of just sat on the floor for three to four hours waiting for Dan Harmon to show up. A credit to Allison, uh, she she stuck it out. We had a 
well, we got sushi afterwards, which was great. But I was able to meet Dan Harmon. He signed some DVDs. I got to kind of thank him for the show and you know tell him what it meant to me. And he was he was super gracious. It was it was a cool experience because I mean when you get down to it, you two were directly responsible for my love of community. Yeah, I didn't I yeah. didn't think that it would blow. I should have known, just knowing <laughs> you. But I didn't think that it was gonna blow up with you the way that it did. I was like, all right, we'll like the show together. And then you just took it to a whole new level. <laughs> yeah, it just, it spoke to me in a way. <laughs> I was, and I wrote about it a little bit in my column this week. You know, transitional phase of life. Uh, you kind of need an outlet. And I saw something in community in the uh, the Greendale study group uh, that I saw in myself. And uh, I don't know, it just kind of went from there. I just, I'm very no, protective over the show. It's very interesting how... Uh, most people have come to find or or get with get into the show especially from the from the beginning uh stages like i mean basically we ended up watching it because we were fans of the soup with joe mccann yeah you know and as this show progressed i mean uh, quite obviously Joe McHale, you know, still funny guy and, and was able to do a lot of things within in that with the character. But the whole um, arc of that show went in completely different ways and made stars out of out of multiple different people or or maybe not made stars, but allowed them avenues to take their uh, take their talents to another level. No, absolutely. I mean, look at Donald Glover. Uh, it's just right. I mean, so let, let's you know, let's look at the, who, the the guy that is obviously the most bre- breakout star from from there. Guy that was, I mean, prior to that, uh, a writer, small bit part on Thirty Rock. Uh, uh, a bit part. He won an Emmy on Thirty Rock. He won an Emmy, but that was for writing. Right. Well, yes. Yes. He was part of the part of the right, so I'm not saying I'm Who? saying a bit I'm part sorry. from it. Uh, Donald uh, Glover. Donald Glover. Oh, okay. I knew that. Uh, I was talking a bit, a bit part from from acting, uh, the acting part. He was just a small part within Thirty Rock. Um, prior to that, was doing stand up comedy uh, and was kind of a uh, a backpack rapper in akin to uh, how Kanye West started out. Hmm. Uh, within that, had that very much the underground feel, the the true, um, I gotta say it anyway, the true hip hop. <laughs> but oh, you know, it asked those, yeah, just Jen, leave it alone. <laughs> but it, it was for those who don't know, uh, I, we we live in like a third level of hell where every couple of months, uh, Jennifer and Paul uh, will have a very spirited debate over the difference between hip hop and rap, and maybe we'll, de- we'll we'll dedicate an entire episode to it. But today is not that day. No, that we actually uh, not too long ago we had gone out. Uh, Mom had taken Maddie for the night, and we went to dinner. We came home and. I don't know why, but we had that conversation again until about like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> we also had some very intense singing of uh, "I Have Nothing" by Whitney Houston. Yes. Too, so, but that's that's another aside. Um, and to be to be clear, I'm just saying this right here. If we end up doing a podcast uh, of me and Jen on the definition of hip hop, you can record that as my suicide note. Okay. <laughs> 
I just, I mean, I think we'll need. It'll be like a like a boxing match. We'll have to have round breaks. Um, <laughs> Jennifer, I know you're eating cheese right now, but I'm we'll not. Have someone who I'm not. You I had to share it with Birdie. He was he was starting to bark. I'm sorry. That's why I keep. I keep, uh, if you hear me on delay, he keeps coming in and out of the bedroom. <laughs> yes, yeah, the dog they, the dog keeps coming in and out. Maddie, we were trying to lay her down. She's been yelling. She's uh, yelling so at me, so I keep having to get up and close the door. So I'm sorry. No, all right. I'm well, not th- being a neglectful parent. I promise. All right, off. So, now to get back to what I, what I, where I was going, um, you know, he had a a. a mildly successful rap career and stand-up comedy career um and then you know community brings a, another bigger audience and they they're doing these whole different things then uh he leaves community um while he was doing community he was writing atlanta uh that we become to find out and uh then starts this whole does a essentially a uh a R&B funk album out of nowhere, essentially. Uh, no, prior but, to that, does a really like outcasty-ish hip hop album, um, but is co- consistently evolving and changing. Now, my question to you, Kevin, is that you think he was more? Was he always like a like a Troy Barnes type of person, and it was an evolution as he grew in the business? Or was he just holding back until he could find the right avenue? Uh, I think there... All right, so, I mean, you sent me this this text yesterday, uh, and I told you I was going to save my answer for, for the pod. And I, I think there are there have always been Troy Barn levels of Donald Glover. He uh, He's someone who's a little unorthodox. He's a little strange. He has his own sense of humor. And I find that these elements, these different areas of his personality, he bleeds them into everything. Because if you watch Atlanta... Now, Jen, are you a fan of Atlanta? Um, sometimes. Does that make sense? Like, I like some episodes. I don't know. I'm not in love with it, so I'll just keep it at that. I'm kind of neutral, I guess. I mean, I'll watch it if it's on, but it's not something that I look forward to. Okay. She was much more into season two than season one. Okay, which which makes sense, and I got to cover season two, uh, writing reviews, and uh, what a what a journey that was. But uh, that's a story for another day. But if you watch if you watch those episodes of of Atlanta, there is a structure to them that is that is different. That's that's borderline weird. If you listen to like even like he just put an album out a couple of weeks ago. If you listen to some of those lyrics, there's that underlining strangeness, the unorthodoxness. And I think what it was was this is a man who is very comfortable with who he is mm-hmm. and realizes what he can do best to make himself successful and he's made it work for him and it's it's kind of incredible. I'm in complete awe of of the man if i'm being honest i have such a uh, intellectual uh, it's me and allison we uh we went for a car ride today and we were listening to the new album and i was like it's just not fair that one person could be as talented as this yeah um him and the guy who played abed as well they worked really well together danny putty uh, yes, was, I think he's very talented as well. They do have they done things like does he help write with, with Donald or anything like or was that pretty much where? They uh, ended? I was 
I was reading some stuff uh, this week, uh, you know, everybody getting excited for Community, and uh, Joe McHale and Ken Jeong actually started a podcast called The Darkest Timeline, which is, is it's really a, a fun listen. They, they just put out the second episode. Um, apparently, everybody stays uh, in close touch. They, uh, they have a text thread that they... Uh, that they they're they're all a part of, That's and cool. in November they had uh, I think it was Vulture Fest. They had a reunion for the show, and everybody was there on stage uh, outside of Donald's. He wasn't there, and they did like some Q and As. Everybody talked. Dan Harmon was there, and then Joe McHale took them all out to dinner, and on his way to din- you know on his way to dinner he texted Donald. He said, Hey, we're going all out to dinner. You want to come? And Donald texted him back, I'm on my way, and he, you know Donald show up as a surprise to everybody. And they all like stayed up to all hours of the night. Doctor yeah. Ken likes to talk about how he got blackout drunk, <laughs> and they uh they just had like this in November this wonderful reunion, which which just makes me happy to see like they're all still super close like this. Um. So what's his name? Oliver. Um, John, John Oliver. Oliver. He yes. was only in, he was only in a couple episodes in season one, right? And then he right, just we, kind of tape. He just disappears. <laughs> He's in season two as well. He disappears and he comes back for a good role in season five. Oh, okay. So, all right. So now, you know, I guess the, the, the gist of it would be to kind of get into the seasons uh, where you're at as far as this part of the rewatch. Like we said, we're about 1920. And where are you, Kevin? Uh, well, I, the last episode I watched last night was uh, beginner, uh, Beginning Pottery, Beginner's Pottery. Uh, and I was like, I was completely committed last night. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish season one. Allison went to sleep, and I watched uh, two more episodes. So I was like, I only gotta have like four left. And I was like, I had six. I was like, man, I really want to play some Animal Crossing tonight. So <laughs> I kind of put it on hold. I'll finish it at some point today. I'm sure. Okay. Is, so is Allison Jen, playing you're... Animal Crossing right now? I'm sorry. Uh, just as we speak, Allison is in the living room playing Animal Crossing. Because I know that was a big thing last week all right so let me be honest i i was concerned one switch household and i knew that this game right off the bat would be great for my wife i just knew she would take to it she plays those phone games where you matching up colors and shit and mm-hmm. she, she'll she'll spend hours on it uh so i knew she was gonna take to it we hit a crossroads around tuesday <laughs> where you both wanted to play it where it was like, well, maybe it wasn't even Tuesday. It might have been a little earlier than that. Where it was like, this could be a legitimate problem. She walked in while we were recording last week's podcast, <laughs> and on her on her phone, like I'm in the we're in the middle of podcasting. I probably muted myself. She shows me her phone. She has a switch in her shopping cart. Oh, going. Am I doing this? And I had a look at her and go, I can't do this right now. <laughs> Did she buy it? No, she she ended up not buying it. Fun fact: switches are sold out everywhere. It appears. Oh. Uh, so so we're still we have a nice rotation going on. Like uh, I'll, I'll play kind of at lunch and in the you know in the morning before work starts. She'll take it over after work. We'll charge it, and then uh, I tend to play after she goes to bed. Uh, since I'm the primary citizen, a lot of the duties fall to me. Uh, that's a little frustrating for her, and I can understand that. Um, <laughs> fun fact, uh, and I know she'll listen to the pod. So we were setting this up, uh, and I had been hyping. I was, this is gonna be great for us. You're gonna love this. And uh, we set it up, and she was becoming the primary citizen. And as I was reading more about 
Animal Crossing, it was saying, well, if you're not the primary citizen, you can't start a lot of the things. I was like, oh, I was like, why don't we reset this? Because oh, what? Kevin. Well, I had a good, ra- I had a good rationale. I was like, what if you don't it's take to this? I was like, what if you don't take to this? And then I can't progress the, the game because you don't want to play. And so we did it. Uh, we, we ended up being lucky because she was under my name profile, too. Uh, so... But it's caused a little strife. I've said, I've joked with her. I was like, we we're doing well in quarantine. You know, I don't I don't feel like there's any animosity or tension. But Animal Crossing has the potential to ruin our marriage. So. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna have to just reset this. You're doing better than I am. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, oh wait, what if you don't want to play? I was like, we got we got to do. And she was pissed she was so pissed because she had set up her character she was picking her house location um so i i I did i did feel bad honey i did feel bad uh but we did reset it but she's she's killing it on a whole lot of things like uh part of it is you have to go like find creatures and donate to a museum and she's out donating me she's out finding things so yeah she's she's so you can't set this up on your tv like we do with like mario kart and play at the same time no it's only one at a time yeah that's silly. Yeah, but oh, fun fact! I've played with our our, our cousin a couple of times. He actually, uh, uh, Mikey. No, Savas. Ah. Uh, he actually he's visited he visited my island about uh, an hour and a half ago. Um, we kind of we were texting back and forth, and it's been pretty cool. It's it, it's been a cool factor to it. Very nice, very nice. I, think I know a would... lot of people are really interested. Um, you know, they're very excited about it. Um, I know people, a couple people who play and. They get upset when they can't play. <laughs> you know what it is? It's just really, really relaxing. You just You go in for an hour and you're just like, wow, I'm calm. I feel good. So I don't know. I feel like things like that I would get bored of after a while. I actually, I think you would take really well to this. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I can't buy a Switch now. You really, all the Switches are... We were looking on Amazon. Amazon was everything was back ordered. She had found one that was only available because it was a pre order. It was like a, a coral colored one. Whatever. Yeah, I I was telling her I was like, there's a there's a Animal Crossing colored theme switch. She was like, yes, I looked into it. It's five hundred dollars. Oh my <laughs> I was god! Like, I was like, it is not. She goes, well, it comes with the game, so it is a little more expensive. How much is a switch generally? Uh, they just came out with uh, I believe it's called like Switch Lite. And it's one ninety nine. Which is that's which not is, terrible. No, it's not terrible at all. I I love it. And now, like you know, I I've got a few games I've been playing on it. And uh, now with Animal Crossing, this thing's just we are we're putting some miles on it. I'm so sad that you can't get another one. I um I know someone who went out before the game had come out, and her and her husband bought a second Switch so they can both play. <laughs> Yeah, I have a feeling that it's going to happen eventually, but I also, knowing Allison, she's not going to want to lose all the stuff that she's gotten on this game. Mm. <laughs> so she would probably want to still play this one in secret while dominating the other. Now, would you have to buy the game again as well? Yeah, each? I mean, yes, she would have to buy it again, or we would just have to, you know, kind of pass the, uh, the, the cartridge Well, that kind of defeats point. the purpose of buying another Switch. Exactly, exactly. Cool. Yeah. So... What else is going on with you, Jen? Did you guys get a chance to watch Onward on okay, Disney Plus? Okay, so, yes, but before I touch on that, I had an idea the other day uh, to kind of break up that quarantine life. 
Okay, hold on. I'm so excited because we did not discuss this I know. before. It popped, it popped oh, I'm, back I'm just going to go head. into it again real quick. Nobody can see me. I'm using my hands a lot again. <laughs> if you remember from episode one, I just caught myself. I'm going to rein them in. I'm really excited to see what you got. Go for it. All right, so I want to set up, and I have to work out the schematics. Okay. The, the, de- I, the deets. Uh, let's stay with the deets, with the details about this. But I want to set up a, an obstacle course that me and Paul do against each other. But I want it in live time. The only And I don't have GoPros, so the only thing I can think of was we tape our phones around our heads <laughs> while we did this <laughs> obstacle course. Like, I think it would be really fun. <laughs> so these are the things that you think about when you're at work? <laughs> I was at lunch and it just popped in my head. I was like, huh, we should do an obstacle course. All right, hear me out. Because I stupidly did not get my hair cut before Operation Quarantine went into effect. And now I'm all in on growing my beard, all in growing my hair. I've been wearing headbands uh, for periods of time because it gets my hair in like this European soccer mode that I kind of (laughs) dig. But what if you got headbands and put the phone on the headband. You just I, didn't you didn't cover the camera part. I fear that they would fall out. Now what what kind of obstacles would you have in this obstacle course? I don't know. Like I, I haven't gotten that far. If something I, it has to be with, with items that we have around the house because you can't order anything. So you have to be creative. But I just think it would be super funny. <laughs> Paul, how do you feel about this? Um we can't go to the hospital to fix your broken ankle, so I don't think this is going to be a good idea. Like, how cool would it be? Like, what's that movie, um, Heavyweights? Do you remember the last, the end of the movie, they did that huge... Jennifer, let me tell you something about Heavyweights. Not only do I love Heavyweights... I love that movie. I wrote a column uh, last week where I made a Heavyweights reference, and it wasn't perfect, and I did not care because I just wanted to talk about Heavyweights. It's a great movie, but I love the end of that movie. I love the the course that they do. Like we can answer questions and who gets done faster, and then we have to like run and do like hopscotch or something. I just think it would be something fun to do I'm to, throw to bring it out that there. laughter. Because, like you said before, we're in week three into quarantine. Things are just gonna get crazier. <laughs> I, I'll throw it out there. I am geek. Will sponsor this event. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am so there once i figure out how we can do the the cameras i think it would be hysterical is amf still a company am i am i dating myself with the 80s 90s uh track references there i think you, know, you might be because i like to think of myself as someone who knows a lot of things and i have no idea what the f that is Jennifer, did you just get sucked through a vacuum? What <laughs> that the hell wasn't is me. That? that was Paul. <laughs> yes, uh, our door was out. So. It, sound, it sounded like someone blew the door in an airplane. <laughs> it was like, oh shit, we lost somebody. <laughs> no. All right, behind the scenes, yeah, we had to let the, we had to let the dog out. We have a life here. I'm sorry, it has not been put on pause today. <laughs> I forgot to hit. I forgot to hit the mute. I it's all good. It's amazing. It led to comedic gold, if you will. 
so I, I, I kind of want to circle back to community for a second. So Jen, on, on your second rewatch, what are the biggest things that stood out to you for season one? Um, my, I'm sorry, I'm moving a lot. Um, I think the character build, the build up, like before, like the first watch, I always, I, I don't want to say like I felt sorry for Abed, but like he was just always that like person that you're kind of like, oh, Abed. But rewatching, like he is probably the only person in this show that actually respects and understands who he is at this moment in time. Like yeah, everybody I'm else gonna... is still trying to figure out who they are. Jen, I think you're 100% right. Abed is the most... He, he has that, that the episode where they try to hook him up with the girl. Yes, yes, we said, just watched that one. Right, and he uh, they talk to him about self-esteem, and he looks at Bruno and he goes, I got self-esteem coming down my butt. There is no character <laughs> who is more sure of who they are than Abed. And me and Paul were talking about this yesterday. Abed kind of drives that whole first season. Yeah. I also love... Well, I'd have to say... Oh, sorry to go, no, go ahead, go ahead. Um, uh, but it took... It took them... And I, I wonder... I'd really like to know... Be a fly in the wall in that writer's room... Where it... Where they decided... We're going to make that switch. Because... Or was it... Or was it always there? And it was just like... Okay, we're going to present to NBC this... Show about a... A very diverse group of people... That do kooky things... But really <laughs> the love like story <laughs> of... These... This hot... Tall... You know... Muscular... You know, lawyer dude and the the pretty blonde as as most constructs of comedy. Were. I think what it was was the Joe McHale, Gillian Jacobs romance was the you know it, the foot in the door kind of keeps the door open for a minute. It goes hey hey no no it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those rom coms sitcoms whatever. And then once they were given the ability uh, to flourish. They were like, you know what? No, no, no. We know who we are. We're going to be the show we want and kind of keep that underlining. If you notice, I mean, the show, halfway through the season, probably after the debate, drifts away from Jeff and Britta a little bit. Uh, and it, you start to focus more on the idea of Jeff and Annie, which I am a 100% full shipper of uh, with zero shame. I, and Britta, her character drastically changes from the pilot to, I mean, even if you get to like, you know, three quarters of the way of season one, he's like, this is a completely different character. Jeff oh, no changes question. a lot, Britta. too. But that's intentional. That's part of Jeff's right. growth. Yeah. Jeff's supposed to grow, but Britta, how they write, how they literally I write s- the She annoys me. I'm not going to lie. Completely Still. changed. Well, that's part of the joke, though, Jen, is that, you know, she's supposed to annoy. That's, Britta, you're the worst. I'm getting rid of... Oh, by the way, I've been listening to the Community soundtrack uh, pretty much all week. So, getting rid of Britta and Pierce, you're a bee, have been in my head just non-stop. <laughs> like, I'll be, I'll be hanging out, and we'll be watching something, I'll be like, Pierce, Pierce, Pierce... Pierce, you're a bee. And Allison was just looking at me like, really? I was like, I can't stop. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. One of the things that I've, I've liked seeing um, is within that season, pretty much after the Halloween episode, they started to really decide to, you know, that's where they made that, that pivot of, okay, it's not this 
general rom-com, however they decided to do that. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad there. they did. I think it, honestly, it, as much as it's a Which comedy and how different they all are, when you take it and you look at it, it's just a bunch of misfits, <laughs> essentially, just making it work together. They're they're growing together. I mean, especially with I mean, Troy, too. You know, he's he's this jock. I mean, um, Annie even says it to him. She's like, you're not in high school anymore. And not to not to get over sappy or emotional, but you know, to circle back to what I was saying earlier about yeah, you know how I kind of took to the show during one of those transitional changes in life. It's like you know, everyone at that study group is broken to some degree, mm-hmm. and I relate some degree. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, right. They're all broken, and I, I don't know. I just I I found. A kinship in that, and you know, I, I still do. Let me throw something at you. Catch it, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> For a minute, I thought you meant like literally, and I was like, "How?" Virtually, virtually catch it. Virtually catch it. I, I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> so, but what are, what are you going to theoretically throw at me? Are we figuratively? Figuratively, are we all parts of their characters? Do we all have an Annie, a Pierce, a, a Britta in our in ourselves? Yes. Are we a combination of all? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Absolutely. Like I mean, you can make that argument. Like you know, people always like, "Am I?" You look at friends. Am I a Joey? Am I a Chandler? Uh, am I a Ross? And that's fine. But I think what Community does is it opens the idea to you can be a little bit of everybody and right. it'd be all right. Like Jennifer, I. I I could see a world where you pronounce bagels as bagels. Oh, God. Well, I mean, you know, not to <laughs> I that could, extreme. though. I really could, though. <laughs> that is right. a great I, I've read I mean, your text messages. I mean, Jen, how many times do I walk around the house like a, you know, like, like a vampire before I talk to you, you know? <laughs> All the time. That's my favorite thing I, in the world. That was, Kevin, I laughed so hard last night because he, when he leaves and comes back and he does it again. <laughs> it was a different version of me. I think he was a vampire. <laughs> The way Troy picks him up, I just I can't. I'll be right back. <laughs> I also love when he's Batman. Yes, but he's Batman a couple of times. Yeah, well, I mean, in the first in the first season. Right, and, we're we're only starting with season one right here. So. Correct, right. correct. And I'm loving Chang. <laughs> he's terrible, but I love him so much. <laughs> Ken Jeong is. What, if you listen to the Darkest Timeline, uh, especially episode one of the Darkest Timeline podcast they just put out, the amount of love and appreciation that Ken Jung has for community is so endearing. Uh, it, it just it, it really really warms your heart. Like he he says like the Hangover is responsible for you know, kind of making him a household name, but community taught him how to act and brought him all these friendships and it's the he he continuously says it's the best thing he's ever been a part of and uh that just makes me happy that's awesome well you could you could see that with Harmon was allowing a lot of growth for everybody that was acting there and to the well point i was trying to get to before is that um after the halloween episode you see them start to pair off in completely different ways so you have you know um rather than jeff and britta you have you know you had jeff and annie but then you had 
uh, Jeff and Shirley doing their walk. And you or, got Jeff and Pierce too, which was always yeah, kind Jeff, of like Jeff and Pierce, uh, 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 Troy and Pierce, um, the A bed stuff. Definitely wouldn't necessarily fly today. Oh my uh, god, it's awful every time. Like he does it on purpose, right? No, yes. I, I see. I I want to believe <laughs> that uh, Pierce is ignorant to the point that he doesn't understand that he's doing it intentionally by mispronouncing um, his name. Okay, but 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 that's that's an intentional writing. Thing, oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yes. Um. But one of the things that I really, really noticed um, was one of the constructs that they really built on and something that gave them a lot of notoriety was the, the end credit scenes that they started to do. Um, <laughs> specifically, as seasons went on, um, where it would be Danny Pudi and Donald Glover, uh, you know, Abed and Troy, uh, really became the focal for those as you see in season one you see them doing other ones with with other characters and when it's just not troy and abed it kind of falls flat but i don't these early so. troy and but the early troy and abed especially when people are playing off them i mean are just some most unbelievable stuff i mean i that christmas about, one like, was i forgot funny. about the rat like the, the, when Jeff, when Joe McHale walks in, he goes, "Why do you guys do things like that?" Because we like it. And then he starts decorating <laughs> Troy as the Christmas tree sings songs. Christmas I think Troy, it's oh, Christmas <laughs> Troy. Um, one of my other favorites with uh, Jeff is the uh, the crumping when he walks in on them dancing. Oh goes, yes. What do you do? We're crumping. No, you're not. And then Jeff is dancing with them. That was a really good one. <laughs> Uh, the Independent actually had a, a great article up on Wednesday, which was kind of like a uh, an oral history of community, and it talked uh, just about the entire cast about their time. And Danny Putty kind of went into how those post credit tags were put on, and it was basically built off of him and Donald's relation during like press tours. Uh, they were they were doing an interview once, and in between, they just started freestyle rapping, and Dan Harmon saw it, and then he wrote the Spanish rap. Uh, I think Yvette Brown, Nicole, said something, or compared the two of them to Burton and Ernie, and next thing you know, this is the Burton and Ernie tag. Oh, oh my God, that was so God, funny. I knew that, I couldn't oh. do this. I'm a cousin speaking. Where does that come from? <laughs> it's just, I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm going to have to mute myself in a minute because all I'm doing is laughing. <laughs> It just that, but that's, and I've said it for so long now, and like it's in the about page, and I am like I, I felt that if you were to open up my head, it would the con the construct of my head would be very similar to an episode of Community, and like so those little things, those I couldn't do this today, my cousin's funeral. I was like, I don't know, that's just a, a type of humor that really, really speaks to me. I mean, and and, and uh, again, I, that's that's the thing that I. That has really stood out to me was um, as as much as the show changed, and that's as as I'm looking at the the rewatch of it. You know, the jokes are there. The um, the what the impetus of what the the show is going to become is there, and it really is shown very much through those minute and a half not even 30 second you know 
uh, uh, things. And and again, to go back again to that Halloween episode, one of the stark things that you really see is where you see this show pivot from almost a basis, uh, again, the the rom-com type of thing, to that really everything flows through Abed. Yeah. Uh, Fun fact, I nodded to that as if everybody could see it. Right, 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 yeah. (laughs) Right, so if you also, I want to go back to I want to go back to because I just pulled this up. Um, uh, one part of text thread that I had with Kevin uh, is we've been talking a little bit about Pierce, and I said I said, "Wow, definitely can't do Pierce in today's climate." Uh, he replied, "Why do you use the word to, climate?" <laughs> climate is the best way of saying the the me too the you you know okay pc the moral uh, police if you will moral police yeah all of that jennifer I, never change ne- never change yes. I, no, can I'm we do six that. seasons in a movie <laughs> i'm in <laughs> Go ahead. i'll play myself <laughs> So again, to go back, so wow, definitely can't do Pierce in today's uh, climate. To which Kevin responds to me, cross-burning joke or jewelry. <laughs> and it wasn't even the top one that I was thinking of. So we had, like, a couple of uh, episodes before you had sent that text, uh, we had watched the Christmas episode uh, where Annie tells oh, him God. to say the whole word and he responds with Jewy, which it's such it's such a terrible joke. I laugh every time. I'm sorry. Uh, but also, uh, the, during the debate, uh, he makes a cross-burning joke, which is wildly inappropriate and so yeah. random. And I looked at, I, I think as me and Allison were watching it, I just went, oh! I was like, can't do that! <laughs> the one that Jen and I had to rewind, though, was the half-Polish, half-Arab virgin. <laughs> Pierce is the worst. He's so bad. Um, but you know what? The, the thing of that is that they, they they took that and they went with that. But I will have to say the redeeming quality of that that episode first, and this is going back to something Jen was talking about earlier, was that at the end of that episode, you know, Abed is the dude that's put together. You know, like yeah. she's she comes to Jeff and it's like, oh, can you introduce me to my, to your friend? And he's just like, he's like, yeah, you. You're better off introducing yourself. I love that episode for a variety of reasons. The There's pool. so many different points in that in that episode that are funny that are just also ridiculous. With <laughs> and if I'm gonna guess, Kevin, even... it's the fact that there is vain things of balls all over the place, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's, let's take a dramatic subject switch before we turn this into a full don't get me wrong uh we had notes going into this episode of things we wanted to discuss but the fact that this more or less became a community podcast yes. has filled my heart with so much happiness um, right, i'm gonna go on to the list real quick uh i know you guys talked about it onward um, we haven't because we went back to community. i had no i here's my my two seconds and you guys can go out go to this as well i had no interest in really seeing it when it was coming out of the movies when it was on disney um didn't hold my attention in the least bit and especially we're in a freaking apocalypse didn't hold my attention so 
Well, I'm going to do you, you one better. Can we did try. I'm going to start with, so Paul went to, he went in the shower yesterday after I got home. And Good to I knew, know that we're staying clean during quarantine. Right. And I, I knew that we were going to talk about this, so I told Patty, I was like, let's watch a movie. Daddy's in the shower. We have to wait until he gets done. Like, there's this new movie I want to show you. And we did. And he's like, I don't know why you, what, you didn't wait for me. It was a long story. Anyway, to do, we put the movie on. I don't know if it's because it's week three in this apocalypse and I'm mentally exhausted, emotions are running high, but I, I'm still, I'm getting emotional now. Me and Maddie just finished it before. I bawled <laughs> through the entire yeah, movie. Yeah, that's part of the reason why I didn't really watch it yet. Uh, I, I kind of did a, uh, a re- I heard a per- podcast that was discussing it and they were going into some of it. I was like, oh, uh, I'm not emotionally ready for that right now. <laughs> for the first, just the first couple of minutes of the movie, I mean, I'm like, I'm bawling, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. But it for it, it hits home. It, it it hits a lot of different points for me, anyway. Yeah. Um, without obviously giving any spoilers, but um, I it, I thought it was very entertaining. I thought it was very good. Um, just very emotional. It really grabs at all of the heartstrings and the feels. Um, I wasn't ready for that. I, I knew that it was going to, so in the back of my mind, I was like, eh, do I really want to see this movie? But then I was like, yeah, I do want to see it because I'm ready for a new Disney movie. I don't want to watch Beauty and the Beast anymore. <laughs> you don't tell me what I can watch, Madison. <laughs> <laughs> so an argument was, that you lose with a three-year-old every time. Right. I was and ready as, for now, it. Pinocchio is on the TV, even though she's sleeping. <laughs> I'm a real boy. But watch it. Um, I, I'm sure you'll have similar feelings um, to the heartstrings and the emotional feels that come along with that movie. Um, for me and you, I think it will be a little bit different. Um, the way that the Obviously, the movie is written. It's you know about two brothers, you know, trying to cast a spell so they can spend one more last day with their dad. Um, but there's so much more realness to those two characters as two brothers that reminded me a lot of me. And you, it was just, it was a whole emotional mess. And I finished it with Maddie today, and she, Paul went to the store really quickly, and she's like, "Are you okay, mommy?" I'm like, "I'm fine. Just watch the movie." <laughs> Don't you look at me. <laughs> Disney, yeah. Disney. <laughs> that's uh, that's part of the reason why I didn't watch it yesterday. I was just, I was already in that, like I, st- I talked about earlier, a little like that cranky mindset uh, from hashtag quarantine, and I was like, I just wanna, I just need community and uh, some seltzers, and I'll be all right. <laughs> but but overall, you would... I really, I, d- I did enjoy it. Okay, good. All right, so I'm definitely gonna watch it within the next week, so we can maybe discuss it uh, a little further uh, for the next pod. Right. So. The next thing I'm just we're gonna kind of skip over on board now because it's done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's... <laughs> um, Paul's com- uh, comedy tournament that you guys have set up together had me really stressed out yesterday. All right, so for those of you who don't know, uh, the I Am Geek Facebook page has been hosting. Uh, we've been doing some tournaments uh, to kind of kill the time for quarantine, give people something to look forward to. We did uh, a superhero movie championship uh, back in mar- early March, right around the time of March Madness. Uh, as as you would have thought, as Thanos would have told you, it was inevitable Endgame took home the championship. Uh, so me and Paul, we were kind of throwing some ideas back and forth. He wanted to do 
the comedy podcast and Paul put all the work in. He did he did brackets for each decade, eighties, nineties, two thousands, and you know, the twenty tens. He put a lot of painstaking work into it. We we went live with the uh, the eighties, uh, maybe on Wednesday. I, I can't remember days are starting to days blur don't together. Make sense uh, anymore. Right exactly. And then so we put the, the bracket up and we started voting and people lost their damn mind. I had multiple conversations, just people complaining about this movie didn't make it. or the, Apparently, Blues Brothers is the greatest movie ever made. Who knew? Not me. Uh, <laughs> I, I had I had <laughs> Facebook thread conversations. I had separate coming in. conversations. I mean, I just want to, I gotta, I I gotta cut in real quick because I have a quick story that this just happened within the last, uh, you know, hour or so, uh, two hours. Just, just in. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Breaking news. So (laughs) one said, one said person that you were having the uh, Blues Brothers conversation with, um, as Jen said before, I, I, I went to the store. And I was at the light, and I happened to be next to one of said person who had an issue about Blues Brothers. And we ended up having about a two-minute conversation uh, via window, window to window of car, as we waited at the red light, um, about how wrong we were about (laughs) Blues Brothers. How wrong you were about Blues Brothers? Yes. (laughs) I did not expect it to get as heated over Blues Brothers omission as it did. Um, the fact that it was was that one, because there was also another movie that was, was you know, left out um, that certain people had an issue uh, uh, about. I think, you know, to me, after I've done it all, uh, doing everything, the biggest thing that I just... I can't believe that I didn't didn't even think about because again, uh, within this thing, we didn't want to do the full sixteen. We wanted to pare it down a little bit and try to keep it moving quick quicker than than doing this whole thing. You don't need the full sixty four. Was my thinking. Um, that said, not having Revenge of the Nerds there, I think, was a big omission by me. Um, but when you start to try to pare down to when Kevin and I were first talking about this, we were talking about eight movies in each decade. And I was just, as I tried to do eight, I was just like, well, that's just impossible. It's it too overwhelming. It, it doesn't, you know, I mean, you're, you're opening yourself up to way too much more criticism. And then it's really just personal choices. So one of the things that I took as a construct was to say, okay, I'm going to, Yes, it's still going to skew to my taste because I'm the one building this. But that said, I'm going to try to take some some sort of fairness together. So as I build the bracket, I just did it from straight up and not DVD sales or after or any of that stuff. I just do it straight up box, box office. office from, you know, from the date it was released. And that's how those seeds. So, you know, if something was ranked higher that you know yes as we know five years later is ultimately a better movie well then then so be it and obviously the way that the brackets came down to the elite eight played out because the two high the two highest grossing films are not in that final bracket which was very yeah. surprising 
the the third one is and, and which is which makes sense um but again you know i mean there's recency biases people's choices everything else and that's why you do this stuff and ultimately it's for fun and anyone yes. bitching about it well that's a whole nother story <laughs> so yesterday um at lunch i um i was looking at these movies that were i was voting on and I love Spaceballs. It's one of my top five favorite movies. <clears throat> All time? Yeah, 100%. Okay. And it's one of my favorite Mel Brooks movies. I'm sorry, I feel like I'm yelling. No, you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> you're, do, you're doing great, kid. You're doing great. You podcasted the hell out of it. All right. Yay. <laughs> um, so I texted, I, I texted Kevin, I texted you yesterday, and I said, I'm getting really nervous here. <laughs> And I left it at that. Probably should have added some more information. Jennifer, 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 who I love dearly, is working uh, in a in a an environment where she's kind of a ground zero with everything going on with COVID nineteen. And randomly throughout the day, I got a text that says I'm getting nervous here. And And also, sidebar though, my phone service is non-existent where I am, so I have to tap on to internet. So when I sent it, I locked my phone because I started doing something, and when I opened it, (laughs) what, why? (laughs) What, what's going on? I don't hear anything. And then you were like, I think I underestimated people's love for Spaceballs. No, I said I overestimated people's love for Spaceballs because... It was matched up for people who don't know against airplane, right. and there. I when I looked on, I didn't see all the comments, so I saw a lot of airplane. I, Kevin, I really started to get upset. <laughs> <laughs> I started to get nervous. Like I was like, "Oh my god! Like, what if Spaceball gets knocked out right now? Like, what am I gonna do?" <laughs> <laughs> this is going to ruin my whole day. <laughs> I was upset, so I had to tell you. <laughs> Yeah. Well, once you got to the space balls of it all, it was it became a much better conversation. Yes. But for those who are interested, the uh, our our I am geek comedy to- uh, movie bracket is ongoing. We're right now in the '90s, so find us over on Facebook, cast your vote, take part, and we're going to be doing this for at least another week or so. Uh, so we're really excited for the movies uh, that we got to present. Paul's got two brackets left for the 2000s and the two 2010s, and uh, you know we're just trying to add a little, a little fun oh, in the uh, to, to your quarantine. Can I interject for one second? You certainly can. So, I was actually privy to the whole bracket when it first came out. Paul printed it out and he said, "Have fun with this." <laughs> And after 10 minutes of him explaining to what I was actually looking at and explaining brackets and how they work to me. <laughs> I wish, I wish so badly that I could have been a part of that conversation or just, just had witnessed it. I'm like, what These is this? These are 100% like, true facts. And I said, it's a, I'm like, I know it's a bracket. What do I do with it? He's like, look at it. <laughs> and I'm like, I am, Sorry. I don't understand Sorry, it. <laughs> I know it's a bracket. What do I do with it? The understanding of what a bracket is, but not understanding how it works is just, it is so perfectly gen. I don't know. I don't know Kevin, how to... as, as, as you, you have mentioned about, you know, your hands raising and everything that you're talking, I mean, the, the, the force that my head hit my hands just there. <laughs> We love you, Jen. But what would a world you without so me very, be? Very, 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 very much. Oh, God, your mom's trying to FaceTime me right now. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> you don't answer. Um, so anyway, the, so... Get her on the horn. 
after he has explained how brackets work to me, I finally understand it. And I sat there and I did it. And I was so angry. I was so, I'm like, why would you make me choose these things? <laughs> I'm like, no, no. I had to stop doing it for a couple minutes and then go back. It was just... It was very stressful. And therein lies the beauty. So, again, if you want to participate in our I Am Geek comedy movie bracket, you can find us uh, on Facebook under I Am Geek. Uh, what do you think we uh, we try to bring this on home, guys? Sure. Jen, I know uh, uh, me and Paul do, uh, we, we plug our socials at the end, but you're not much of a social person, which is a na- <laughs> social media person. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, so we decided we were going to do something uh, new and unique with you. So we're, I th- what do, do we come to a name for this? Is it? Think, let's just call it Jen's Corner because I have a couple things that I do want to touch on every week. Okay. That so let's aren't touch what, on one kind of or two like of them discuss. and then uh, let's bring this thing on home. All right. So this week um, are books that I'm actually looking forward to coming out. Okay. Um, so this book is The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Susan Collins. Um, it's the prequel. I'm oh, sorry. Is, is Songbirds and Snakes the title, right? Yes. Okay, uh, the you ballad, said it was about songbirds the and snakes? The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. That's just me mishearing you. Go ahead. Um, so it's a prequel, actually, to The Hunger Games. Oh, yes. I, so, yes, I remember this. Yes. Yeah, so this takes place on the 10th Hunger Game. It's about this kid who ends up uh, being... Um, uh, not a victor, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, a contested person. Um, tribute. Tribute, yeah. A tribute um, person, and he has to, it's for District 12, and they're really upset about it. Um, so this really takes us back into the beginning years of the Hunger Games, um, which I'm really interested, because, fun fact, like, me and my best friend actually went to see the first Hunger Games, and I was like, really like this movie. It's a book. I'm going to read it. Fast forward, read all three of them in like a week, and here I am with a reading addiction. So I'm pretty excited about this. This brings me, it circles back, you know, now, 10 do years you have ago. A, do you have a release date for this? May 19th. Okay, so soon. My fingers, you can't see it, but my fingers are crossed. I'm, I'm sure it would be released May 19th digitally. Um, I don't know what it would be hardcover or, you know, paperback, I, you know. With everything that's going on in the world right now, gotcha. I'm not really, I'm not really sure. Okay. So um, things that I'm looking forward to reading that I want to start this week. Um, it's a short story. I feel like I need to kind of ease my way. I haven't been reading a lot, um, so I want to ease my way back into it. And um, I'm going to start the grown up. Oh, by, by Gillian, uh, Gillian Flynn. Gillian Flynn. Yeah, she also writes uh, the Sharp Objects, Gone Girl, and Dark Places. Um, I really like her style of writing, which I don't know what that says about me, because she is very dark, um, very creepy. Um, I remember after finishing Sharp Objects that I, I needed some time to kind of wash my brain out <laughs> before uh, I could read, do anything else. <clears throat> I read The Grown Up. It's really good. There's actually a scene in that, uh, that, that story that freaked me out so much I thought about vomiting. So enjoy that. Okay. And then, um, you know, I have some other things, but we'll talk about those on a weekly basis. But for me today, those are the two things that I'm actually looking really forward to to kind of diving into. Excellent. Uh, Paul, uh, how about you? Uh, you got anything to plug? Anything you want to suggest? Really to plug? Um, well, I mean, Corona Mania is going to start up in about an hour or so. Oh, yeah. Um, so I guess when you hear this pod, the, at the... 
at the very least, the first day will be over. But oh, you didn't know? Nice. It'll be something. Real That's nice, Jennifer. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm completely unexcited for it. Like, yeah. I, 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 I couldn't even... I can't even get you to actually get the free cast for tonight, right? Uh, I'm probably going to end up doing it and throwing it in the background because, you know, it is WrestleMania and what is life without WrestleMania? But two days without an audience. Uh, I'm just... My hype levels are, are nil at this point. But, you know, I'm a glutton Look, for punishment, so why not? Yeah, I mean, what else <laughs> is there in the, the car crash... Uh, watchability part to it is something that I'm I'm very much uh, want to look at. I mean, hell, you watched every episode of Love Is Blind. How could this be any worse? Uh, that's something that me and you should probably get into, huh? No. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just I, I want to be. I, I'm more angry about the audacity of two nights of it. Uh, <laughs> can I just ask though? Yes. Like really quickly. So. Like, I get it, they don't have an audience, but how are they social distancing while wrestling? They're not. <laughs> They're not. That's why, like, I mean, <laughs> like, honestly, the whole thing seemed to me that, that he was hoping out to to actually, the fact that he's losing money from the whole thing, he was hoping to hold it so that when the government canceled it, he could get the insurance back. I think that was kind of the way that, that, that it was whole going, and he being Vince McMahon. Um, that said, uh, they also have the audacity to say, ah, you know what? We can still produce television right now because that's what we do. So who really knows? It's going to be terrible, but you know what? Uh, I've watched countless amounts of, uh, late night DJs on Instagram live playing really good music. We gotta give them a chance. Really we gotta, the, we gotta, we gotta give picture, our shout out. The picture is of, you know, the dude. Like, let me give you a thing. Like, I'm a DJ, and I really enjoy music, and I love a lot of the music that these guys are playing. But, like, maybe put the camera down to what you're doing with your hands and, 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 and certain stuff like that. Even if you're not a guy that, that, that cuts and scratches and whatnot, we don't need to just see you standing there looking at your computer. Like, you know... Give, give us something. Give us just 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 a little bit. I mean, you're giving us music, and we really appreciate it. But I don't know. You could do a little bit more. And That's my piece, my rant. And this is his been great week. What grinds my gears by Paul Fallow. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, to get back to what you were saying, Paul. Yeah, there's a good chance I end up watching most of this train wreck with you tonight. Uh, Paul, anything else? Where can everybody find you on the socials? At Disco Pauly. And that's on Twitter and Instagram. As for me, uh, I'm going to throw out a suggestion. Uh, last Sunday, I woke up and I subscribed to iTunes to the uh, Rick and Morty season. And mostly because they released the episode the next day unedited. And I hate edited television. I hate edited anything. Uh, and I got an email that there was new Rick and Morty content. What? and they, I know. And they released a five-minute anime short that I think is all in Japanese it's five minutes it is batshit crazy it's my favorite thing to come out of season four thus far and then two days later they announced that uh, 
the second half of season four would be coming out May 3rd. So if you need something to watch, five minutes, get some Rick and Morty anime into you, uh, that would be my suggestion. Ooh, I also have something to suggest to watch. Go ahead. Brings me back old school to our Fortress Nights. Um, Sherlock Holmes with Benedict Cumberbatch. Nice. What a nice plug. I mean, you're looking for something to watch. That's a, it's a good watch. I, I, I love it. I'll back you up on that one. Uh, and then outside of that, we were just you know. I'm gonna throw in one quick thing. <laughs> Any of those movies from the 80s and 90s that we have up there, watch it. Um, there are definitely stuff that is free. I as as I think I remembered from yesterday's my count was. Of the 16 movies, uh, seven of them were to rent, but it's $4, you cheap bastards. Uh, all the rest you can get for free. So uh, that's one way to go. Outstanding. And uh, So I'm going to bring this on home. Don't forget, uh, as always, uh, you can find new content daily over at imgeek32.org. That's our mother site. Uh, you can find me on the socials, Instagram and Twitter at IamGeek32. And uh, it's been a blast hanging out with you for the last hour or so. I had so much fun. I say we uh, do it again next week, guys. What do yes. you say? I miss your faces. I miss Stay your faces, safe. too. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. And uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see you all next week. Paul, you feel like playing us out? Yeah, you got it. Good night, y'all. Good night. Many huzzahs. <laughs>